Chronicles of Demon Slayer podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Chad. Hey, I'm Ronnie. And today we're covering Season 3, Episode 9, Mist Hashira Moichiro Takito. No. Tokito, sorry. Yeah, it's not a Mexican-inspired snack, okay? And it's also not Mist. It's Mist. Mista, you wouldn't understand that. You don't like JoJo's. Oh, Misa? Oh, wait, you wouldn't understand that. You don't watch Thrones. That is a character also in Death Note. Ronnie, what did you think about this episode? I thought, it, I mean, action-packed episode. It was. I'm, I'm kind of curious to so. what you know. You're the one that's been like, oh, God, oh, they're talk. oh, I need to see fights. Who's stronger than this person? Mm-hmm. So what did you think? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the misfight, but... Ooh. But... Ooh... I am actually I I thoroughly enjoyed the episode. I don't have a gripe about it. I'm just excited to see the love because she looks so dashing when mm-hmm. she's doing her thing. She was amazing. Can't wait to get to her. I will give a little nugget though. All right, me and Trav had a brief little conversation yesterday evening while we were eating some food. And uh, of course you were. Usually we don't do that. You know, you while well, we always eat food, especially me. But we don't always talk about the episode afterward. And Travis raised co- some concerns, and I have the same concerns that we will get to eventually. Concerns? Yeah. I like it. That's concerns. a good little sneak Overall, beat. we were like, oh, well, actually, Travis, he dogged on the episode a little bit. He dogged on it a little bit more than I would have, because I liked the episode. Okay. But I saw his point. But I thought about that per- particular point afterwards. I guess he was thinking about it during. Okay. And I know what everyone's thinking. Wow, this is bad podcasting, Ronnie. (laughs) You're really talking around the subject that you're going to talk about in 20 to 30 minutes, but that's what I do. I hope his point's valid because he does love My Hero Academia, and that's a big red flag. That's true. (laughs) I know he's listening. He's going to hate me for that. So, the valiant Mr. Hazaganaka. Is that how you say it, right? No. How do you say it? Hagunezuka. That's how we've been saying it anyways. Hagun, you almost said Nezuko, so I, that no. makes me think that's not right. But, okay, uh, yeah, you're right. You are closer than me. <laughs> Hazaganka? Is that it? Hazaganka? Yeah. No, there's no in. Whatever it is, he just keeps going. Japanese, okay? I don't think, ever gets that clunky in its language. Ganka? That's true. Everything yeah, yeah. flows always. Well, he's still going. He's seething that yes. thing. Fun little note, um, so when I'm doing the thumbnails for our YouTube videos, it's always kind of like a, it's always kind of a fun thing to be like, oh, what am I going to make the the thumbnail art? You know, what cl- what screenshot am I going to take from the episode? And then this week, I very quickly decided, I was like, for such an action-packed episode that probably has some good screenshot moments... I'm going to take a picture of him who, who is in the episode this go-round for maybe five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> it was the one he was in the least, but I was like, I got to give this guy a shout-out. Uh, this guy's awesome. I love this so much. The fact that they have put this in here and it's still going. I hope it continues on throughout the rest of the season and he doesn't stop. That would be amazing. If they're like, oh, that's part of the hook for season four. <laughs> You're like, oh, come back for the next arc to see, does he ever finish sharpening the sword? Now, was that Travis's complaint? Nope. Okay, good. I was about to say, if that was his complaint, I've got a complaint. No, we talked about that at length, too, and he said, uh, if I remember correctly, he had a long take. He said, uh, loved it. Okay. Then we go into the OP. Come back to Moichiro, who is saying that he's in the zone right now, and he is just talking absolute shit to Yoko. Well, and to be fair, I would say this is what it looks like when someone's in the zone. Yes, this is Michael Jordan, game six mm-hmm. of an NBA Finals. This is what he's feeling right now. Cool, this Tiger calm, Woods collected. Tiger Woods at the Masters 15 years ago. This is how he's feeling. Right, 15 years ago, yes. Now he's down so badly. Although he won that one time. Yeah, he did a few years back, but had a few car wrecks and a few pill poppings since then. But so, I mean, if you watch the documentary, I mean, wow, what a! This is Ronnie and Chad talk golf, which we're both very good at. Totally, don't embarrass totally ourselves good. anytime. Top top golf. Totally didn't hear that uh, Chad was maybe going on some sort of. It wasn't even a date, but just a meetup with a girl and some other people, and they were going to top golf. And I said, "Hey, man, 
you might not want to do that. I know how you play golf because I play golf the same exact way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, it's a meetup. All right. We're just going to be eating all the meat. Check out the TikTok. At Ronnie and Chad. Gentlemen. So, Gyoko says that he's only been alive for 10 years. So, what do you have to say talking about Muichiro's age? This one, it's what's funny about this one. I was like, he's not 10 years old. He's way older than that. He's literally like 14 or 15. So, he's not way older than that. Because I forget how young he actually is. Right, you're saying, okay, how old before you're allowed to say way older? Like 10 years. 10 years, you think? Right. Because like he's... But, okay, I but feel that's like he's a, 14, right? But that's a sliding scale. Well, one time you yelled at me because I said that he was young, which I didn't say 14. And you're like, no, he's older than that. In that typical way that you do, Chad, Don't sometimes. remember that. Um, but anyways, what I was trying to say is... The way older, I feel like you can say way older, because like 14 is way older than 10 as kid ages. I guess it kind of is. Like, yeah, if, if it was like 30 and 34, you wouldn't think that's way older. Yeah. But 15 to 20 or something like that. I mean, think about the think about the height difference of balls between 10 and 14. Well, for some people, I was a very late bloomer. Were so. you? Yeah. Past 14? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. What? That seems, I mean, that seems really old. Is I it did not? not get any bitches in eighth grade. No, I did not. Okay. I, I did. So, Yoku grows some baby arms out even further. Okay. That, and I did not like the way these slid out of the sockets. Yeah. And they stayed, what's crazy is they got longer, but they still stayed baby form. Right, right. They, they didn't stretch. They came out of like a, like I'm trying to think of what a uh, example would be. Dude, it's literally like a machop, or a, is it machoke or machop, or machamp? They're all the same Pokemon, just different evolutions. The one that, he he evolves into the one with multiple arms, but he still looks like the same length of arms. Hmm, okay. That's kind of what it's like. Right. But yeah, it's like a magic trick, because you saw them growing right in front of your very eyes. Yeah. Or do you it. mean just like the strength of him? He doesn't actually he doesn't actually get stronger. He just gets more arms, therefore like Right. That's what you're saying about Machoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're saying like basically the whole time if he you gave him a dumbbell, he could you know, curl seventy five. But no matter how many arms he gets, he's just doing seventy five in each in arm. In each he's, arm, yeah, right. He's never moving up to eighty. I see what you're saying. Yeah. That makes sense. Tokido, he's just on his shit right now. He's in the zone, and he's in his smack-talking zone, too, because he says that this guy looks like he lives in shit. Okay. Wait, well, he doesn't say, say shit. It. He says poop or turds. Do you think that Gyoko like, takes time out of his day to put on the green lipstick, or do you think that's just part of his skin? I could definitely see him taking the time out of his day because of his artistry mm-hmm. and perfecting every little centimeter of his lip being perfectly green i'm just now considering that like he's got a lot of going ons and like paints face painting things going on um and i just thought oh that must be part of his skin but i don't think so i think he's taking some time to to do that Mm -hmm. and then gyoko comes back with another just hypocritical insult and says that Moichiro has baby arms. The king of baby arms is not allowed to say this. Yeah, and I called him out for it. I'll tell you that right there in the reaction. This is like... I was so calm. That's the one thing. It wasn't thrilling at all. I'll go ahead and say that. Okay, I enjoyed the episode, but this was not like... Moichiro had it under control the entire time. Yeah, Everything Gyoko said is the kind of where you see like uh, two people arguing and one person says something you're like ooh, and then another person says something you're like ugh, like oh god that's what they came back with huh yeah uh just embarrassing more so than anything so then he says were you thinking out loud about yourself (laughs) now that's i mean that's a tough one because he's right but at the same time like right you can't say that Yeah, yeah it doesn't flow good then he says that Gyoko's vase isn't symmetrical, okay? It's a piece of crap. Yes. Which really pisses off Gyoko because he's an artist. We know that. And then what does he do? He sends out 
10 million thousand gliding grind fish is what he calls them. The second that he shit all over the vase, which no pun intended since he called it crap, uh, that was the moment I was like, all right, we won. Mm-hmm. He's got him so worked up. But at the same time, think about how hard it is for, I don't think that people take the time to realize how hard it would be to be a potterer. Think about that. It they, is one of those to, to get it symmetrical. And it's patience. It takes a lot of patience. Think about how hard it would be to get it symmetrical. I understand they got the table that spins around really fast and stuff, and they're doing the ghost thing. and But at the same time, like just the slightest little thing, you're going to get off-centered. What would make you mad that you make if somebody was like, that's not very good? What would be mad that I make that people would say that about? Probably, I mean, a podcast because we're just so good at it. I was about to say, if somebody said, you're just kind of a mediocre podcaster, I might lose my shit. I'd be like, well, you you know, the running joke is that we're slightly below average, but we all know that we're more than the best in the game. Tell your family and friends. For people that cover episode to episode of animes, which is maybe one to four people. That's all I've been able to find. We're top four. One to four people cover it, and I would say 0.23 people scope it out. There's 0.23 people out there going, I think I need to find an anime podcast that covers this stuff episode by episode. But with that being said, tell your family and friends to give us a listen and then say, yeah, you know, the podcast, it's it's just something to listen to. They're actually below average podcasters, but then look at them until they look at you and meet your eyes and then just give them a wink. Mm-hmm. And then they'll be like, what does that mean? And you'll be like, oh, you'll see. You will see. So with six vases, this guy is sending out all of these fishies, okay? But Moichiro... He uses six form lunar dispersing mist. Yes. To absolutely disperse these fish. Now I'm assuming that you um I'm assuming that you wrote down all of the moves that he uses this episode because we're always very good at doing that. Pay attention because I realized on my rewatch every single move that he has, which you argued at one point, are some of the coolest sounding ones of the ones or of all that we've seen in the show. They're all just fancy ways of saying fog. Right. Every single one of them. Yeah, that, I mean, that, to me, you're, I mean, talking I mean, to, you're talking to Chad Chart himself, who finds ways to say fancy things about mm-hmm. stupid things. You sure do. So that, that's why I love it. I'm not hating on it. I just think it's funny that everything, like, he could essentially get the same results by just going fog. Well, it's not, not dispersing. They do disperse here. That's the key The fog word. disperses? Yeah. But Gyoko says, though, these fish will disperse poison, even so that it doesn't matter that he's doing this. And it's with that note that I've realized for the first time how many things were being dispersed at this point in time. He's giving me a large shake head uh, head shake. Yeah, sorry, I was. Forgot that they can't see that. Yeah, they can't see that head shake. Or listen to that. I appreciate the support. So he then uses scattering mist splash, third form. Fog. (laughs) To take out the poison itself. This guy is on one right now. He then goes for the neck, but right when he does, Gyoko sheds out like a snake, dude. How fast does a snake shed out of its skin? If it's this fast, I'm terrified. It is not this fast. You sure? There's no way. Snakes are kind of... They take their time, I think. So this guy does look like a snake, though. At first, I thought he was just going to be a full-form snake. Later on, we do see that he is like a play-pretend costume mermaid. uh, I hate to do this, but see, I came with the take less snaky than I thought. No, that's what I'm saying. Right initially, though, he seemed like, oh, he just shed his skin, Mm -hmm. something long. That's a snake right there. Because you know what he actually is? A mermaid fish? Well, yes, but more specifically? No. Serpent? An eel. He's very eely. Okay. I like that because that's an ocean creature. He sends exactly. out a lot of fish. Exactly. Even Spe- though these look like freshwater fish. Well, speaking of the fish thing, and I I didn't correct you in the reaction because I, I wasn't 100% sure, but you called them krill, which is not right. It's, what is it? 
Well, I don't know the exact name, but I did, but I do know what they are. Okay, I know where you've seen them before, and you were close because I believe Krill was brought up in the film Finding Nemo. Okay. Now the uh, connection you did in your head, which is very reasonable. These are the fish. They're also in Finding Nemo, but they're the ones that point Marlin and Dory to P. Sherman Wallaby Way, Sydney. And what fish is this? I don't know. I didn't do that research. I just knew. I wow. saw what you were going for. Krill is what whales eat. You saw what I was going for because you watch Finding Nemo like four times a week. Okay. And what do you want to say about that? It's a film. Yeah, it is a film, but I'm just wondering why you didn't research the fish. I'm a little upset right now that you didn't research fish. Clownfish now... is, is what Nemo is. Whatever it is. What is it? Krill, shrimp, not shrimp. I'm trying to think of what whales eat. This is what the fish They eat like. krill. Krill. They, it's a fill feel situation. They eat krill. Okay. Well, Watch. Let me make sure. Yeah, look it up. I'll look it up real quick. And please don't let me knock you off your train track. So, his scales, he says, are harder than diamonds. But I'm assuming he's meaning these fake diamonds that rappers wear. Go ahead. Uh, whales eat a variety of species from the entire food chain. Some species feed on swarms of zooplankton, known as euphosalids, or the word I like to say, krill. Okay. There it is. But do you remember the part in yeah. Finding Nemo when they point them in the direction? Mm-hmm. Because they go, oh, you want to go that way. Yeah. And they're all sparkly and stuff. And it, Yeah, it's awesome. It's pretty cool. I'm starting to find that you don't really care for that film, which says a lot more no, about they you do than it, it. They do it in what a... What is the plot of Finding Nemo go? Tell me exactly what what happened. The plot? Yeah, give me give me a one minute synopsis on Finding Nemo because I'm not even sure okay. you've seen it at this Nemo point. Nemo is born. How is Nemo born? Not really. I don't want to say retarded. He's born like. Well, yeah, because handicapped. that would be wrong. The reason you wouldn't want to say that is because it would be wrong. He's born handicapped. Yes. And his dad says, "No, don't touch the butt." Okay, don't you gotta do. It. You gotta do the right. Yeah, you touch the butt. Right. Yeah, and then he he's over for protective. Right. And Nemo's like, no, I'm I'm trying to get that ass. So he went after it. Okay. What happened then? What's, it's what happens to all of us. It's a trap. It's always a trap when you're right. going, when for, you the going for the butt. When you go for the butts. Yep. I like the synopsis. Keep going. It's always a trap. So goes for the butt. Gets scooped right into the trap. He's falling into it. Okay. He is taken away. And what? this is when your heart, this is when you're taken away from the homies. <laughs> okay. Clearly only knows the first 10 minutes of the movie. So he's taken away. What does his father have to do? He's got to find him. <laughs> Worst person at one minute synopsis ever. Keep going. So his father, uh, he his father then goes to an amnesiaed fish, played by played everyone's by favorite. everyone's favorite. Uh, every, everyone knows Ellen. Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and. Find, along the way, there's trials and tribulations. They run into a shark. They have some fun. Yeah. They find themselves. They become friends. And Nemo gets in a dirty fish tank and eventually gets out, and he's reunited with his father. Amazing that you did the last hour and 20 minutes and seven seconds, but you spent uh, a minute and a half on him getting trapped. And there you go. That was good. You've seen you. the film. So, yeah. He then says this to him about his diamonds, and Muichiro just stares at him for what seems to be 15 seconds of awkward silence. Yep. Like, he just has no Amazing. Emotion. So awesome. The, I feel like you wouldn't see an American show do that. No, you wouldn't. Gyoko then attacks out of nowhere and using a snake-like body, but Muichiro jumps in, not into a tree, jumps onto a tree branch, and we see that everything Gyoko touches... With his fist, turn in to fish. So Gross. He hits Moichiro's shirt, and it exposes them beautiful abs. I want to talk about this real quick, okay? Because he, Gyoko's kind of dumb. He All goes, right, let me say that. okay, I'll tell you why. This is my theory. He leaves the vase. He becomes into this uh, snake eel merman. And he's like, oh. Oh, you're the third person to see me in this form. When I go into this form, it's pretty much game over. And then he doesn't do anything successful in this form. He pretty much just, like, he makes fish. <laughs> That's what he does. He makes he fish. He makes fish. 
It's so weird. It's so <laughs> weird why he's fish. a fish man. Yes. He, he, go, could, he goes from like pottery, like teleporting pottery to just a fish man. He goes from teleporting, spawning eight different vases on his arms that uh, shoot out spiky fish and all other uh, elements or all other kinds of sea creatures to just being able to like wrap himself around trees and spawn fish. He's like, oh, you're in trouble now. Um, and he looks like he's an evil character from SpongeBob. Interesting. That's what my takeaway from that. I don't know why. He just seems like something. It would show up on SpongeBob that, not even in SpongeBob, it would show up on the television on SpongeBob for like five seconds. Whenever SpongeBob oh, always okay. flips through channels, yes, it would be one of those channels. Like he would just be on that channel. For Speaking a of watching Sponge, uh, watch. Wow, this is layered. Speaking of watching SpongeBob, who is then watching TV, how great is that moment when he's watching like the sea uh, anemone? I don't even know what they are, but they're like just wiggling back and forth. Yeah. And then Gary walks in, he turns out, he goes, Gary! <laughs> <laughs> that's one of those. That's one of those moments you don't know what's going on as a kid, and you're still giggling. But when you do a rewatch at 23 years old, you're like, yes, yep. SpongeBob Chronicles coming soon. Coming very soon. Not only that, though, but they're fresh fish. Okay, he even says that out loud. Gyoko is now as free as a bird, he says, from his vase. And we just see these beautiful, beautifully drawn abs. Okay, I know it's a drawing, mm -hmm. but he has some delicious abs. Did he give you inspiration? He did. I'm working on my abs. Thank you for t saying that. They're out coming loud. along. Maritro then talks shit. With a very evil smile on his face right here. I don't know if you caught this. Yo, I caught it because it kind of freaked me out. And then thinks back to his brother, okay? Him holding his dying brother's arm as maggots are just infesting both of their cut-up bodies. We then see that the master's beautiful, amazing, nice wife. Just a gorgeous, mm. wonderful lady. One of the most wonderful ladies in the show. She tends to both of them, but it's too late for his brother. So Interesting. Interesting she, that she walked in a little too late to save the one that threw water at her. They saved him in the nick of time, <laughs> but his wounds and trauma made it to where he lost his memory. Okay. He then furiously trained himself to vomit blood. Yeah. Well, he didn't train himself Interesting. to vomit Interesting. That woman blood. just let him do that, huh? He didn't train himself to learn how to vomit blood. He trained so hard that he vomited blood. Right. Then just to do this to fight demons. Who knows how strong he would be if he allowed himself time to recover. So, killer fish scales is then used as Gyoko turns into a, a JoJo villain here, okay? He's just talking so much shit. Talking more than he's fighting. It's just such a free action right here. You wouldn't understand. Well, you would kind of understand. You've seen part one, how yeah, Dio does. Yeah, I've seen does. part one. He's a little Dio-ish right here, I feel like. But then Tokido uses Obscuring Cloud's seventh form. They're definitely fog. To blur Gyoko's vision. Yeah, it actually turns into fog right here. <laughs> to where he has no idea where he's coming from. He keeps vanishing from one angle to the next. And then says that he wasn't taking this serious either. Yeah, Gyoko is terrible. Yeah. For, I mean, and I saw why you're doing it, so this isn't a criticism at you, but you were like, this guy's unbeatable. You were like, this guy's unbeatable. How he, are we going to beat this he guy? He was initially. And then we did some, like, we're looking at all the Demon Slayers. They can pretty much pinpoint where people are by all their senses. This fifth level, uh, fifth ranked demon, it gets a little cloudy, and he's just like, falls for every little trick right. in the book when he was in his vase initially he seemed like he was well it would have been really nice if when it got foggy if he had a vase that he could teleport out of the mm -hmm. fog idiot and yeah and then that's when he comes from behind and just slices his neck off that easy it was very easy Gyoko says he needs to make short short work of him and tell Muzan as his head is still flying off he has no idea he just got his head cut off speaking of Muzan can you imagine how, how mad he's gonna be pissed that guy is going to be i mean if come on if hatred if the hatred version of uh haunting goo doesn't do some stuff in these next couple episodes muzan is going to 
I don't even know. These two have done nothing. <laughs> They've done nothing. Well, I mean, even if hatred does something, like what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's still gonna be pissed. Like, oh, he's gonna be so mad. Another upper died. That hasn't happened. What did he say? Well, not only that, they have two in the same spot, and then they like separated from mm-hmm. each other. They separated from each other, and they got killed by not that many. Pe- I mean, Gyoka, one guy, one fourteen-year-old. <laughs> That is so embarrassing. And then Haunting Goo himself is like five versus three people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Terrible. He says bye, and there's no reason to ever be born again as Gyoko grows little baby arms out of his head for some reason. Oh, that, I hate it. Oh, this is disturbing. And he shouts nonsense about art and maggots until Muichiro just does what everyone should have done from the beginning, including Tanji, and that is slice the heck out of the already sliced head. Was this always an option? I think it was. <laughs> Could we have always just been doing this? Why Tanji is not... Well, Tanji's too nice. That's Tanji's, why he hasn't done it before. Yes. But, well, I guess they were... Never mind. I was going to say, why did him and Tengen not do that to Gyotaro or Eki the Incel? But they were very injured. and yeah, They were very injured. I, I don't even mean it so much like... Um, so much on the higher ranked ones that we've seen. I just mean even like back when Tanji was just learning and they beheaded the first few, there was like a line by someone who's like, oh yeah, even after beheaded, they they stay around long enough to give you their backstory and there's just, you kind of just got to let it happen until eventually they fade away or the sun comes up. Muichiro's like, no, just keep, <laughs> just, just keep, keep chopping it. <laughs> And then he tells him to go to hell already. Badass line. Whereas, <laughs> yes, he tells him to go to hell, whereas Tanji would be like, yeah. find, find your relatives. Go make, make up with them before you yeah. walk slowly into the flames of hell. I hope that you're doing all the pottery in the afterlife. So we come out of the calling card to is it bessie croaker i can't remember what you have a name for this one uh this is well at one point and i i regret saying this i called it bitchy croaker mm-hmm. which seems you know a little intense for me to say now i'm just calling it sassy croaker sassy croaker that's it saucy saucy sassy croaker is shouting at muishiro and the master who are together at this point so we're in a flashback the master says once again that once you find yourself you'll become even stronger. And the mist finally fades as he remembers his unshakable self and spirit. So he's back, baby. He is back. He is fully honed in. He can remember everything, thanks to Tanji and Gyoko, the mermaid man. But it seems like he's still going to kind of have Yuichiro's personality a little bit. Which is cool. He needs that in him. Yeah, he's still very kind of just monotone and just getting the job done. So that's interesting that kind of stayed with him even as his memory clears. The marks on his face disappear, and then when the lackey runs up to him. Uh, Real quick, okay, because obviously those marks are very much like Tanji's, right? Yeah. Do you think Tanji's uh, marks ever clear? Doesn't his get smaller again, or is the scar on his forehead after he fights? Yeah, it's definitely yeah. Seen, we've seen it grow, right? And then it kind of gets. I don't think it's ever clear. I don't. I don't think they will. You don't think they ever clear it? Like Mm-mm. he has some sort of breakthrough, and it's like, oh, this actually. I think it'll grow more. Just keeps growing more, and mm-hmm. then it's okay. So he just looks like a very disgruntled face. Yeah. Yeah, disgruntled like chick who just got her whole face tattooed. Whoa, dude. Got her what tattooed? Got her whole face tattooed. Daddy issues. She's like, I'm just going to tattoo my entire face. Red. Okay. I I was afraid you were going to say something offensive, but I don't think there's a whole lot of uh, women, disgruntled women with red face tattoos. I I think we should be okay. (laughs) I'm sure if they're out there, they're listening to this podcast. (laughs) They'll find us. Yep. Yeah, but his lackey runs up to him and he starts to pass out 
from the poison of the fishies. They still got to him somehow. I was actually shocked by this. I didn't see where they got him. But well, it's not that they got him, but um, Gyoko says like just if a piece of them gets on him and there's blood. Mm. I think that's what like he sliced them all up, but I think some blood droplets got on him. Gotcha. He yells for our favorite swordsmith to help him, but he's not having it. He's still just perfecting that sword at all costs. Yep. It doesn't matter if a nuclear bomb is set off. He will continue to do this. It doesn't matter if all the immediate danger is now gone, right? Because he doesn't know that there's an, another battle happening somewhere in the woods. He can't even take... <laughs> this would literally be like, right? A war. A war is over. And you've got your buddy who, if you just go and like put some pressure on his wound, he'd live. And being like, nope, gotta finish, gotta finish up here first. Uh, when all hope seems lost, the savior, the myth, the legend, Kotetsu himself springs up out of nowhere, telling him to lay Moichiro on his side. I know you don't know what you're doing, but I do, okay? I'm a 10-year-old kid. I've done the research. Lay him on his side. He's foaming from the mouth. So young, our boy, young Kotetsu, he is not dead, okay? He's not dead, and I really thought, I went, oh my God, this makes so much sense. He's a medic. He's going to be really good at this. He sucks at this too. He's not good at this either. I thought, oh, he's going to completely take control of this situation. Watch, watch your notes here. He says, put him on his side. He, Good job. He provides no more first aid. No more first aid. Then That's he just he... keeps talking as Muichiro's foaming from the mouth and can't breathe. He's just like, yeah, you know, I, I saw a YouTube video one time. They said the left side, if you're on the left side, it's a really good way to open up your uh, Well, his wrist, passage. he does have his wrist, like... His artery is bleeding yes, out of his wrist. You're correct. He does do one more thing. He complains about himself, who's completely fine, as <laughs> Muichiro's choking to death. But fortunately, his solar plexus is intact, okay? It's totally fine. Because Tanjiro, the gift that he gave him, it blocked the stab. Of course it was. Tanjiro's saving people even without knowing, because he's nice. That's just how it goes. I liked how, as well, I didn't like how Muichiro was dying, but I liked as... As he was fighting on the brink of death all by himself with two people just standing there over him, he, uh, it was even a moment for him to like remember Rengoku and yep. kind of like how Rengoku was mentoring him as well. Yep, and then that leads straight to him seeing his family in what seems to be the afterlife. And I don't... Is he dying right here? Or no, are they he's just, not dying. They're just telling him good job? Yeah, he's just on... yeah. He's, He's just right on the edge. Right on the edge. Okay. You heard it here first from Ronnie. Not dying. He's not dead. Hopefully, Kotetsu's like, oh, yeah, sorry. I started to be useful, and then I got distracted. Let me do something real quick. Oh, but my wrist, it's hurting very bad. <laughs> He's like, oh, God. Oh, you see this? His wrist does look nasty. For a 10-year-old, he is a killer. He's a trooper. So we go back to the hatred fight. Where Tanji is just... Well, I just have to say this real quick. I think they cut to the calling card. Is that right? Or did no. I get ahead of myself? Okay, keep going. Then my fault. I've already talked about the calling card. Did you? Okay, well, what was up with that? What was the calling card? It was uh, it was Muichiro in the weirdest calling card I've ever seen for this show where it just looked like smut. It looked like someone drew some fan fiction of him seducing people. He had his tongue out and was like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking. Like, I don't. What? I have no idea. He's never done that in the show. He's never. He's never done it. and He never will do it. That's a fact. <laughs> it's so it was weird. Yeah, I don't know. It's anime sometimes for you. But yeah, back to the hatred fight. Tanji's just playing bounce house with these wooded dragons, uh, bouncing around. It just looks so awesome. Him being in the sky fighting, and hatred starts using all the moves though from the other emotions. So. The lightning, um, like all of it. And he's a, the sound, boom, sonic boom, whatever you want to call that. He hits Tanji with that. And then he starts attacking Ginya and Nezuko, too. Things are not looking good for them. They can't really do much against them. Yeah, and Ginya shoots his gun. It takes like eight, three chunks of wood out of right. one of the five heads. 
And then Tanji bursts both of his eardrums, which oh. just seems like it would be something so terribly painful. So terribly painful. And like, how Imagine they, the ringing in your ears. Dude, how are they going to explain that away? Your eardrums well, don't regrow. Well, my I actually do know people that have busted their eardrums. And, and what just, happens? You like you bleed out of your ears. Okay. But then like after like a while, it just comes back. It does come back? Yeah. See, I didn't know that about eardrums. Yeah, apparently it's super... Apparently it's super painful too. I would believe it. The person that it had happened to, they first off, you're gonna your ears gonna be ringing for like a week. Ugh. Like just imagine that. That would drive a person insane. But apparently it just comes back. It's just not your hearing is not as good. I believe that. Yeah. How did uh? How did they do it? You're the person you knew. Blowing their nose. Mm. They held their nostrils. So now you have not blowing their nose, just blowing up their nose. (laughs) Well, they held one of their nostrils, sorry. We're trying to do like the hockey loop. That that sounds like a deviated septum. Give me that person's number, I'll let them know about my guy. They did it so hard that they blew out their eardrum, which is insane. Which actually is not that hard to do, apparently, but... It's going to happen to Dr. Jumba at work. Have you ever seen him sneeze? It could... No, 100% it could happen to him. And I try and tell him that, and guess what? He's... He's not a stubborn person at all. He goes, I've been, I've been blowing my nose like that all my life, Joker. I'm like, all right, asshole. Next time he does it, I said, hope hope you blow your eardrums out. Yeah. Sorry that we care about the inside of your ear cavities. Yeah. What Do you, do you want us to not care? Whatever. I'm like, oh, you're right about everything. Okay, you've been doing that your whole life. Go ahead and keep doing it. Just like you've been eating in a 5,000 calorie surplus every day. Keep doing that as well. So Tanji also looks like he breaks his foot here. What is up with that? How did he break his foot and I, then keep running? Chad, I watched that part six times. I don't I, know what happened. I don't. Maybe his foot wasn't broken. It was just a bad animation. I don't know. It had to be a bad. Like they were trying to tell us something, but I don't know what they were trying to tell us because I didn't see an attack from the wooden snakes. Like I know that they were chasing him, but I I didn't see them hit him. Yeah, that's like a bad way to show a sprained ankle or something. Like if he sprained his ankle, sure. But there's no way he kept running on a and broken wow, foot. Wow, okay, just because you sprained your ankle last night, don't equivalate your injury to whatever happened to Tanji. Oh, dude, my injury was bad, man. It was so bad, I just tightened up the shoe, though, and then got back to work the next day. That's he just stepped on the goes. foot of one of his teammates playing basketball. Yeah, but I was like going like half speed, dude. He then says he just needs to be 66 Shaku away. Let me look that up. Yeah, look up Shaku's. Shaku. Oh, wow. Okay. Shaku, or Japanese foot, is a Japanese Japanese unit of length derived, but very... Okay, too, too confusing. Unit of length derived, in parentheses, but varying, in parentheses, from the Chinese chi... Originally based upon the distance measured by a human hand from the tip of the thumb to the tip of the forefinger. So, meaning different for everyone. <laughs> oh my. Tanji's like, that's like 66 shaku away from the hatred's hand distance. I measured it before. Yeah, and he's like holding up his hand. He's like, uh, that's 66 to 73 shaku. Well, why would he use shaku? <laughs> But that's when Hatred uses the wood extender, okay, and somehow grows the... I mean, they're growing stuff out of other things, and the wooded dragons are, like, growing out of the mouths, out of the other wooden dragons. It's a dragons. marionette doll. Yeah. what he's doing. And grabs Tanji with it, swallowing him whole. This is when everyone just starts getting squeezed. Okay, okay wrong thing, by the way. Marionette is a puppet. Yeah, I honestly I just agreed with you. I had no idea what. Yeah, that was. was I don't. I don't know what those things are called. But keep, please keep going. Chinese finger trap. I, and you know that's wrong. So why would you say that out loud when you know that's wrong? I mean, it kind of looks like it. It looks it not? nothing like it. Well, oh, you're saying no, but you know what I'm talking about, right? The Russian nesting dolls. No idea what you're talking about. What do you mean? You have no idea what I'm talking about. God, you're so annoyed. You don't even think about it. These, dummy. Turn it around. Oh, yeah, those are spooky. Yeah, they Not all go inside of, of each other. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Not a fan of those. Yeah, me either. Yeah, everyone's getting squeezed. Nezuko, Ginya, they're getting squeezed by the dragons. They're not inside, though. Tanji looks like he is about to explode. Like, this is a hydraulic press. Like, this is the Romsey colossal titan situation going on. I, I mean, honestly, they went a little bit too far for me to believe that Tanji's still intact. Right. It just seemed like they went one squeeze too hard. Yeah, one, on that's the, exactly right. One if they had stopped one squeeze prior, I would have gone, okay, he's okay. We got him mm-hmm. in the nick of time. They went one squeeze too far. And I'm worried the same thing with him. I'm worried about with Ginya because they're both getting squeezed by this wood. First of all, compression, very dangerous, right? Second of all, splinters. Oh, I didn't even think about exactly. splinters. Exactly. Most people didn't. But think I about didn't splinters. At all. I did. But that's when a beautiful pink lady does flips and tricks and whips out the flying. I don't even. What do you call this right here? The flying mm-hmm. gymnastic yes. whippery. Snippery. Yes. Move. Those things, and I hate to say this, g- uh, gymnast, look so ridiculous when they're doing them. <laughs> like, they look I, yeah, so... Yeah, I don't know what you even call those, but you know what I'm talking about. It, it's unfortunately, I'll tell you what it is. It's one of those things where if someone's watching it, they go, okay. Like, I bet it's very difficult to do whatever they're doing in, like, such a fashion to really get it to wave the correct way. But when you're watching it, you go, okay, not that big of a deal. Now, when you're doing it with a sword whip... Oh, yeah. I'm more impressed. I'm way more impressed. And then we get some like fate stay type music. You wouldn't know what that is. You haven't seen that, but it is amazing. Like girl. I like the music, so I do know what it yeah. is. Girl hero music pretty much. That's how I'd describe it. I, I'm, I'm always about when a girl is kicking ass like this, you need this type of music in the background. It just fits perfectly. Okay. Do you not agree with that? Yeah, I mean, I don't think that they have to be singled out to this kind of music because I think girls can be empowered to yeah, whatever kind of tune but they when, want. But. If, Ginya, if Ginya turned into a wolf right here and right. started like tearing through people, it wouldn't fit, right? No, when, because he's not as majestic as they are. Exactly. There you go. The majesticism mm-hmm. of it all. I had so much money on the line here, though. I told you she was going to show up. She did it. Yes. I will not be paying you $20,000. I was very close to sending the Venmo. I was counting on it. Yeah. (laughs) I was counting. I was looking at the end of the episode. I thought, okay. I had the Venmo ready. Yeah, I I saw it. Yep. She then tells Tanji that she's proud and to take a break. But but he's yelling at her because his eardrums are shattered and he has no idea what she's saying. Yes. Grandpa Tanji. Grandpas love doing... They have no... And they, has anyone ever had their grandpa with the headphones in? Because it is the funniest thing there, especially um, this generation, our generation and prior. They have no concept of what headphones are, so you put them on their ears. They're just... <laughs> it's the funniest thing. My grandpa used to have... Uh, obviously, he wasn't listening to an iPod or anything. What, do you, what is Bobby supposed to do with an iPod? But he had uh, headphones that he would use to watch the TV with when my grandma was like going to sleep or whatever, and he was watching the game. And anytime you walked in and he had those on, he'd be like, "Well, the Hawks are up. Yeah, the Hawks are up seventy six sixty eight. Yeah, I know. They also don't if they have hearing aids and they're just not feeling it that day. They just won't turn them on. And then they just and then once they actually want to listen to something, they'll like yell, "What did you say?" This Josh Smith thinks he got fouled. He always does. <laughs> she then says, leave the rest of me and speeds off whipping around with her little whip sword. And she, you know what I was thinking right here? Tengen says that he's like super flashy and he loves flashiness. I would say that she's flashier than Tengen. A hundred percent. This is the flashiest it gets. Yes. for Her weapon, flashier. Her hair, flashier. Her boobs, boobs, flashier. Her style, flashier. Oh, yeah. She's flashing them things off. Now, End of episode. Now, she gets there in the same amount of time that Tengen would take to get right. there, which is to say too long. It takes Way too long, yeah. Too long to get there for someone who can, you know, jump 40 feet in the air while doing flips and spinning exactly. around with a whip sword. Exactly. Get there a little bit quicker. Um, okay, end of episode, let me talk about what Travis and I were discussing. All right, let's hear it. This show 
and this wasn't really happening until basically this episode, is dealing with a potential power struggle. In the okay. Sense, before, I, I was thinking, like, oh, God, when we get to the top six, we are in trouble. All right, but think about it now, okay? Sixth one, dead. Fifth one, dead. Fourth one, eh, struggling. Struggling a little bit. All right, now he might bounce back harder and stronger now that he knows that the uh, love Hashira is really dealing with something. Okay, all of these people have dealt with either just one Hashira or a Hashira and Tanji. And, you know, mm-hmm. Zenitsu, okay? Now, the uh, other three, they might be very strong, but also think about how many Hashira we have just waiting on the sideline. A lot. There's so many, and we still don't even know. Like, I still feel like at least one or two of them are stronger than the ones we've seen we've, before. Oh, I yeah, I 100% agree. We've only seen one die. Yeah. We've only seen one die, and that and, was and to a top three, but... To a top three, but also he was already, you know, struggling a little bit. You, so, know, what it, you know what it makes me think? And I hope I'm not right about this. Tell me. That really the only actual problems that we're going to face mm-hmm. is Muzon and the number one. Now, I will say that, right? I think that... Um, I think, obviously, the first number of all, one... First of all, I don't like how you're shitting on your boy, Jeffrey Doma. That's why I said I don't want to say that. That's what scares me. Okay. That's I want Jeffrey Doma to be a problem. I think Jeffrey Doma is going to... That's the thing. One of these guys are going to be a problem, and they're going to start taking people out. Yeah. It's got to happen, okay? Like, the something about... The stone Hashira or, you know, the wind Hashira, they got to get got. We got to start in just from a entertainment standpoint, because that's what we were talking about. Like uh, they're making tra- this was Travis. This is exactly how he sounds, too. He went, uh, they're making it seem pretty easy. So Travis and I were basically like, yeah, I think me and you could have defeated. <laughs> now, here is the thing, though. Tengen. It took a lot for Tengen and the crew to, to win. I mean, he did lose a hand. Yeah. Um, barely won. Rengoku died. We're on to the mist. He might. He's not going to die, but he is poisoned. If the love dies, it really is actually pretty. There's a lot of people that have been dying and getting injured. Yeah. I would say in the, the whole love thing, the fact that she said that to Tanji like a few episodes ago, there's a good chance she dies. And I yeah, so I'm interested to see where they go from here because right now she's she walked up onto the scene making it look easy, but the fact and it's probably not going to be that easy. Something's going to change, but at the same time, at this point, like we're looking at it, and this fight's been going on so long, it's like all right, they might get the upper hand on the love Hashira, but like what if Muichiro joins up? Or what if Tanji yeah, didn't well, have busted? I think drums? he's out. I think Muichiro's out of the picture, being poisoned or whatever. But what if another Hashira right. but, just yeah. comes up? But I just mean in the sense of like, well, what if you know? What if they went two v one on one of these guys? And that's what makes me think that literally, well, obviously, Muzan is going to be a problem, and they're going to need every Hashira fighting him that they can. Yeah. But I, I I'm so excited for Jeffrey Doma. He's going to be good. And the number one, the fact that the number one demon is a Tanji relative. That has a sword. I yeah. mean, he he has to take out at least like three Hashira, right? It is definitely getting to that, and that's kind of what I told Travis. I was like, yeah, it does seem like these guys were cool, but we're kind of making short work of them. It seems like I think these it, top. We know Akaza is already pretty. Well, the fact they've put nicely. so much focus on Akaza makes it seem like he's going to yeah. be around. And Jeffrey Doma is so flashy. He's got a crown. So I don't know if Travis took that into account that he does have a crown. It, it does very much seem like they they're paying more attention to the top three though. Think about Hauntingu and Gyoko. We saw them for like five seconds in the meetup, and then they just disappeared. Doma, it like showed us go back to his thing. It's like very mysterious. Right. They're Ak- like yeah. They're giving it time to build them up. Like they're right. showing us like Akaza. We saw you know back on the train arc. Mm-hmm. And then he goes away. Then he goes then, to the library with mm-hmm. with small little moves on. Doma, we saw him at the beginning of the season, and then even beforehand when he was uh, recruiting Icky the incel. Mm-hmm. The other one's relative Atanji. So, yeah, they're going to be... They're going to be problems. And then Muzan, I have no idea. if Muzan might not even be a fighter at this point. He seems so afraid to fight these people that 
he might not even they but, might get to moves on and then he just surrenders. I don't know. Yeah, I think I think that seems likely. They get to him and he just he puts his hands up. He goes, "All right, yeah. you got me." <laughs> All right, that's what we were talking about, so I had to bring it on the podcast. All right. Yeah, I that's think, a fair assessment. Yeah, I think there's an explanation for it, but in the moment, how would you not have that feeling? And I, I actually respected that. For some reason, I really liked that they made it so easy for Moichiro. I don't know why I liked I, it like that. I agree. Because at some point, like obviously the Tengen fight was not easy at all. The Rengoku fight was not easy at all. I mean, he lost. Well, the and, thing about Gyoko is like I, I would like to... It would be fun to hear that he's really powerful, but he hasn't like faced a whole lot of Hashiras or something. Mm-hmm. Because the thing about him was he could kill average Joes all day, but it literally just took one person to get under his skin, and then he was completely yeah. like useless. And I thought they did a really good job of showing how under his skin the, between uh, Hagunezuka and yeah. uh, Muichiro they got. Mm-hmm. And you are right too. Like we haven't haunted your boy haunting goo could still be a giant problem. Like there's still a lot of a whole fight to go. Yeah. The love just got. Yeah, there. And you mean just haunting goo himself. Cause he's, he's in a ball of wood somewhere. That's what I'm saying. Like we're going to defeat hatred and everybody's going to be cheering. And then haunting goo is going to come out. Yeah. He's going to overcome his fear. He's in a therapy session right now. He's going to yeah. walk out a new man and be like, watch this. Mm-hmm. I like it. All right. <clears throat> all right excuse me all right check us out at patreon.com slash ronnie and chad one extra pot a week where we just dick around subscribe to the youtube do it i've been ronnie i've been chad <laughs> peace peace <laughs> <laughs>